It's Sunday. Why you yelling, Steve? I'm not. How many times did you get COVID this week? <laughs> Officially zero. Going to still get tested on like Tuesday. Though. I can't wait till you get positive. <laughs> just to make and sure. I'm just at work. Like here I got we tested go. like four times. All negs. I don't. I don't like trust the testing system though. Here, here's the thing. Most normal Americans would trust the testing. I, however, have to follow the NFL closely. And the number of times we had a player that was like, he's out for the game, next day, false positive. So I'm like, is the NFL finagling this shit? They're just like saying he's false positive when he's probably COVID positive. Like most people when don't see- When you say false positive, it hurts my head. I don't even know if you mean he was positive or negative. He tests po- A guy tests positive? Yeah. And then the next day they're like, no, that was wrong. Wrong thing. He's wow. fine to play. That happened like so many times this year. So I'm out here thinking like the hit rate on COVID test rates is like 40%. So that's why I'm like, I need, probably need to get tested over and over and over and over again. So, in so facto, you have it. Probably. It. Which means I'm probably giving it to you right now. Sorry, Heather. I've had some weird symptoms that I don't normally get over the last like few days. Could be the winter. Could be whatever. I, that's At 50-50 that you probably have it. That I have it. That I might give it to you. So I have 25% chance. Uh, if that's how the math adds up. Yeah, so. sure. Roger you know Adele makes the rules, I guess. You know what sucks about me? I'm always how much time you got my we got a whole ass podcast dog. <laughs> my body always has symptoms of stuff and I'm like I read I rattle off COVID symptoms I'm like I had this before yeah. COVID was a thing so like now I have no idea that's it, the other thing it was like so unknown in the beginning and they just like you just list like random symptoms it was symptoms. so long it's like does your left toe hurt and I'm yeah. like all the time oh I got all it I got the fit <laughs> yeah it's fucked up if we did it from home I ha- have a MacBook Air that can't charge your microphone would have been terrible I don't even have a microphone. I would have to like. I honestly would have just put my audio up. It would have been like it would have been like forty five second pauses and then me talking. Just you answering. Yeah, for like an hour straight. Yeah. I would have been so happy about that. Honestly, yeah, you sound better than you normally do. <laughs> Fucking got him. Damn, you're you're feeling yourself today. I'm on today. I've, I've had a lot of energy today. I did have really really strong work day. It was a good day at work today. I think something happened. Imagine outside. thinking I asked. I'm just kidding. It's not no, time. you know what? Next, tell me about next it. subject. I'm, <laughs> Honey, I'm tell mad. me about. I'm not it. telling you anything. I saw the <laughs> nice um considered a, a vlog of um last year. Those are always good content for people that are just interested in this new community of life, and I think it really opens their ears and hearts. But also, it always scared me because I was like. Those are too many numbers you're telling the tax man's going to come. But now the tax man has been paid, yeah. so we don't care. We've officially opened up our business in New Jersey, by the way. Just a quick update on that. Nice, nice. BDGE Media mm. Conglomerate. I should have threw conglom at the end. Just, Why did you? I should just you put it like one time. I should just made a BDG cloms, congloms, clams, clams. Ooh, BDG clams. We'll open that in like Connecticut. What do we tell? Why is it clams? Just like one day we were just rattling off names and like our mouths just moved that way. We just, <laughs> made, we just made a fucking business. We're all about the chowder. Yeah, we all, ooh, like that. Stop. Uh, what the fuck was the question? The video. Good content. Yeah. Everyone always enjoys it. I think breaking down the numbers just to let people understand that. It's just not those ads you see. It's how people make revenue. Because like you said, other streamers or people that also obviously have bigger volume is always saying, oh, this is how I make it. And I do a 10x this way. But like to break it down just to show you like this is a legitimate business. This is what we have to do. But this is how much it takes even for such a small business here. Yeah, I, I think it's like super impactful within this space, too, because most people are not aware of business things you know like advertising and and whatever it is just just diversifying the revenue in a non-comical way most people get into this space just purely from passion so it's like they don't think about how to make money and like i was the same way for the first couple of years right and then i then i pivoted so when i talk about those things in the video a lot of people from the fantasy industry are like yo this is dope as shit and like 
if I was in their spot, I'd be like, why the fuck is this kid making this type of money, you exactly. know? So it opens your eyes a little bit to the, the possibilities. And it's, it's just like, it's cool because you could see a number like that and then it also can inspire you as a smaller creator to be like, oh, I, if I do things right, I can replace my $60,000 income and yeah. it doesn't need to be to the level of, of that number, you know? Like when I started, that's kind of the way I thought of it too. I was like, it'd be cool as shit to just make a decent living and be able to do shit that I like. I remember when you first started, it was, I think the first year, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like it was around 50,000 at some point, just not even draft guide yet. This was very small, just, but you were pumping out marketing ads for people. And that was your main thing. Mm -hmm. And you were literally just doing it at Starbucks on route 17. And then I remember you're like, I'm just going to shoot my shot at this gym or shoot my shot at this uh, cigar shop. Knowing nothing about it, but that's so funny. I yeah. forget about that shit. I know everything, man. That's that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. When I, dude, like, <clears throat> that's what people don't like. You have to be inspired at all the time, no matter if you don't even know you're being inspired. Dude, that's ah, that's funny. That's really funny that you bring that up because, like, I I hear about stories like that of other people doing it, and I'm yeah. always like, damn, I'm like I wasn't really like that. And then I think back, like. At all my full-time job, uh, my full-time jobs, I'd be like going to Burger King during yeah. the lunch hour, just like work on my laptop out of the office. I'm like, maybe I really was. You were. Yeah. I'm like that old bookkeeper in a dungeon <laughs> that has like a long beard and oh, wearing, right, yeah. wearing like a cloak and like, oh, Nick in 1950. Yeah. Like, that's, that's funny. The cigar shop made me uh, laugh because I forgot. Like I'd be going into random ass businesses random. all the time. Like y'all need Facebook marketing and yeah. shit. Yeah. I remember I would go to places I'm like, you need Facebook marketing? They would ask me a question. I'm like, that's all I have for you. <laughs> I have no idea. It's like, I know a thing. I know but a like, person I don't, that does a thing. Do you want it? Do you need this thing? They said no. It's funny. Yeah. No. I mean, the grind was very real when it started. So real. I mean, it's just like, you really have to put that work in it. And it's, and like, it's annoying kind of, not annoying at all actually, but it, is something I put out with a little bit more hesitancy nowadays because if you don't have the backstory to leading up to it, it seems like all oh, this shit is very easy. But I mean, again, I guess I've documented most of it, so most of it's in the vlogs up up to this point. Which is amazing that that's like the new life because you know how people that are famous back when what happens is people make movies of them, right? To so people can see the the grind and the hustle. But not from the person because the person's old and this is just through people's stories and everything. And now you will literally see some of the most famous people in the world. And in 20 years, you saw them when they weren't. And yeah. it's in real life, real time. And I think that's, that's people the are taking that for era. granted right now. 100%. Like no one realizes it yet, but we're seeing how people have just made it because of a camera. Yeah, and a like the documentation of everything. It's, it's like for better or worse, like there are a lot of <clears throat> parts of that that have for, for the most part it's, it's for the better it like evens out the way crazy things in our society have happened like you can't do them anymore right and i think that's like a probably a buildup of cancel culture too because you're just always being watched you know and people like to feel better about themselves that way but in terms of like documenting yeah it's, it's fucking dope like when we everyone right now is documenting like you are documenting your yeah. you know heather is documenting like everyone's documenting to a smaller degree of course but like your kids are gonna have photo like thousands and thousands of photos of you because they're there right now and it's cool as shit to be able to to be able to think about that. And I mean, anyone that you are inspired by, like you'll be able to have some kind of archive footage or audio or something from them from this time. It's definitely now a personal connection rather than like an envious connection. It's more of, it's funny, rest in peace, Mac Miller. But when we were younger, I think he was one of, when he died, I, I was genuinely sad because we saw him become famous. It was a thing like he went to the colleges where we went and he performed and it was such a more of like a community feel where he wasn't the most famous person in the world, but it hit harder because he was 
in the trenches. He was a kid with right. us. We saw him grow up. We saw him mature, and it's you know it it's reminded sad, me. It, it, he's a definitely a personal one for us because like it also reminds us of us. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when you could do that, when you could take somebody and like let them see a piece of themselves in you, like they'll always remember that shit. And I think Mac was like that for us because he was just like a kid that fucked around, had fun, worked hard, made his dreams come true, and like we kind of see that with with us. You know? Yeah, no, for sure. But why I brought up that video is funny because I was creeping on Twitter at work today and I saw someone like, oh, is this going to be in podcast form? You're like, yeah, why yell? And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, am I going to put it out this morning? And I was like, am I going to have to do something that yeah. I didn't check? And then I saw that you are putting content in. I'm like, oh, thank God. I got really yeah. scared for a second. So it worked out. It worked out kind of weird, oddly, because I didn't know if, if my test came back positive today. Yeah, I would have just, just been like, yeah, I would have just put that out for our Sunday episode mm -hmm. or whatever. So it worked out. And I was like, I'll, maybe I'll put on big dogs. Maybe I'll put on. It's more like why you yelling i guess content you know it, it kind of makes more sense there and i would like to put out more content on the, this podcast to help it like get a little bit more of a, a push by itself organically so i was like yeah fuck it i'll throw it on why no, yelling. i don't listen to podcasts i've been just listening to music on my commutes which was super tiring and i started getting like i would just fall asleep on the train like no extra knowledge in my head and then i started asking you for uh suggestions and then you showed me logan paul's i'm like fuck that guy it's everyone's and, first reaction when i show him what's that. so funny because you said that at the perfect time because then we started talking about 22 year old nick and 28 year old nick and it's kind of the same scenario obviously not famous but same thing it's like when he was younger on vine and whatever i hated him and now I listen to, I, I'm only at two episodes, but you how mature tell. he's it's, gotten. It's just like nice it's, to it's, listen to. But it's actual interview. It's right. actually like they are trying to get facts. And he has a lot and, of experience mm -hmm. as like a, you know, as a, as a young man who's grown up and also in a business sense and like wild popular popularity. So like he can relate to his guests and stuff. Yeah, which I thought was incredible. And I was, and I started thinking about 22 year old Nick was awful. Not awful, but it's funny to see how, you, what you become now, how much you're working and how, di how, what clicked? Cause it doesn't click for everybody. Like, how do you, how did you decide to, you did say like at 22, you started to decide that corporate America wasn't for you. Like, how do you decide that that wasn't for you? I've decided right now, like corporate America is for me. I like structure. I kind of like knowing what I have to do to get to the next step. You love the unknown. Um, I don't know if necessarily I loved the unknown. I just knew what I wanted on the other side of it, in a sense. Yeah. Like, I knew I wanted the freedom. My, my whole life is like one big reverse engineering game. Like, I know what I want five years, three years, two years, eight yeah. years. How do I get there? If it's through corporate America, like, I probably would have done it. If it wasn't, then, like, honestly, if my job legitimately is like, we're just going to do remote, if we could work remote for the next whatever, two years or whatever, I probably would have stayed at that, at that company. Like, that would have been fine for me. It wasn't... It's not necessarily something clicked. I think it was like a gradual process of continuing to eliminate things that were not the right path to where I wanted to be in a sense, you know, mm -hmm. and I don't know, corporate, like, I don't think the way I thought was very original. I don't think it's, it's definitely not original nowadays. Now, yeah. I don't think six, seven years ago was definitely a little bit more foreign, but like people, the, the way I thought was, was it just hadn't come to fruition for most people yet and now you're seeing it all over it's like entrepreneurship is is the thing and people are like i don't want to work for the man and xyz i like working from home and being flexible it's like that's always the way i felt yeah. uh, so i don't think it was like a, a wildly foreign thought i just don't think it was an accepted thought really at the time one thing too are you ever scared in particular of like fear of failing fear of what like <clears throat> pe people will say fear of overall just life because I think in my life, I'm, I'm, I'm fearful. I'm fearful of 
future things, not in a bad way. What do you feel fearful of? I think now, like at this point, I'm I'm pretty content. But uh, up until I would say two years ago, financially, I couldn't do the things I wanted to. And then I had a girlfriend at the time and fearful I can't give her what she deserves, not needs, deserves, that I want to give her this lifestyle that we have, you know, and... Yeah. I, that feared me. And maybe that's why I like corporate America because the check's steady. But the checks do, like, I like to work. You know me. Like, 12-hour days for me, like, even though you have 12-hour days at a desk, I do 12-hour days corporately because it, it I enjoy it. It, it. it brings me happiness. I like the retail setting of talking to people, meeting new people, and helping them in their journeys of what they want to buy. And, right. th- and that's okay. I think the only thing that I thought I was it was cool when I used to go to state sales and buy things and sell stuff, but it wasn't sustainable because I was, like, sporadic with it i had no if there was organization behind it it could have been but i never had a work ethic on it because it was not my passion and i had nothing to do with it and it was just like it was just a hobby yeah i mean like you've seen me at my most fearful moment i think it was (laughs) earlier this this summer you remember that when i was on the phone with you after i got off the phone with my accountant yeah and it wasn't like from a a place of failing per se It it, it was like from a place of failing the people around me like i i'm I'm so good at looking long term and looking at the bigger picture which i think calms me down in a sense because the things that you get fearful of when you're like things that you're just saying are also long-term things if you can do what you need to do day in and day out that will eventually approach the long-term goals that you need to hit i think there's there's like a line between long-term views can be really good or really bad like they can be visionary or they can sink you in a sense right they could be very fearful or they could be very thoughtful i think i've been fortunate enough to have financial success to the point where I don't necessarily have to, as soon as I I, re, I felt like the market accepted me financially, like mm-hmm. I was going to be able to make this type of money year over year, that stopped being a fear for me. As I scale up, like I do keep in mind that scaling is like a, such a privilege, right? Yeah. To be able to grow a fucking business and make six figures, make seven figures, hopefully a few years down the line is a privilege. And like, I don't take that for granted. I don't say like, oh, I'm so scared that if we don't hit that, I'm just like, okay, if I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars, that's still so much more than most people in the world and in the country and shit. Like, will I be disappointed? Yeah. Am I going to be fearful of that? No. Fear is just, fear can push you in like your deepest moments, I think. Like fear pushed me, I think, when I was starting in the fucking Burger King, in those fucking types of places. I don't think that was fear, man. I think, I it, I think like, it was a mix of passion and fear. It, it was fear. I, listen to me. It was fear from this from this perspective. It was fear that... I was so passionate about getting out of the situation. Yeah. It wasn't fearful of staying in the situation. It was it was so passionate about getting out of the situ- situation I was in. And I knew like a few years down the line, if I was still in that situation, then I would have been really scared. Like I would have gotcha. hated to know that the rest of my life would have been stuck there if I don't get it done now. Does that make sense? It does make sense. But I also just being there since even when we were younger, even like just kids, you were never fearful of consequences. Like, consequences weren't, like, a fear of yours. You just accepted. You might have one summer, you got, like, th- like three tickets. You got arrested. I arrested so many times that summer. Like, that summer. And then you were you were just, like, you weren't fearful of the consequences because you were, like, I'm a kid. This will blow over. You were a little, like, my mom's going to be pissed. But, like, you weren't fearful. You were just, like, what else can happen? Nothing. And we're just going to grow from that. I mean, but and, looking back on it, like, how right am I? Yeah, you're right. But not people, many people. Pe- if that was, say... I got arrested three times. People can't like look at things like realistic. I'm just being, I'm being practical when I'm not being fearful. Like, I'm just like, okay, I got a ticket. I'm going to tell my mom, I'm going to pay $150. And then what? Like, that's no, it. That, that's fine. That was just yeah. the environment you lived. That's just like how your brain is wired. And I'm saying, I don't understand why people aren't wired this way. 
you might be a little bit of a serial killer vibe. <laughs> like, think about it, like how your brain works. <laughs> but like, it's I think it's a practical way it's to very, live. It's very realistic, but like the thing you I just think you've taken stop people yelling, take shit stop too yelling, people stop take yelling. shit too seriously. People look at things and they like put this these consequences on a pedestal that are not even real. Uh, facts. I I am I'm one. Watch so many fucking movies and TV shows and shit. I don't think it's about watch TV. YouTube more. <laughs> yeah, that that'll help me in my uh, <laughs> fearfulness. No, I don't think right now I'm fearful. I think I'm I'm content. I'm finally content. So it's it's getting easier to see the path I want. Also, it's kind of funny because I always joke was like one day I'm gonna work for you or something. And just even having that goal in the back burner kind of helps me in my career. No, I mean it, I have it, something. It'll to, happen. It'll I happen. have something to fall yeah. like back on, and that's a very like easing good, easing thing for you. easy thing that now has opened my career better because I have a different approach about it, which. Not a lot of people get that, you know, and I'm, I think like not a plan B, but you know how everyone says like side hustles are so, so important and everything. You definitely need something on the side to make your mind stop racing at night. I've always said this, like, mm -hmm. I, I think everyone should have a creative outlet. Like, I think there's a difference between a side hustle and a creative outlet because mm -hmm. a side hustle. I think it's just a different word. I don't know. I mean, not even hustle. Like, I think, I think the way the, the, the way the community, uh, the way the society puts uh side hustle on a pedestal, side hustle means to mean that you're selling something. Mm -hmm. Creative outlet is something that you're like, you just do naturally. Like yeah. you love making music. You love podcasting. You love doing whatever it is. Once you get comfortable doing that, like you'll want to show that to the world and that will turn into a side hustle. Mm -hmm. Like when you force a side hustle, most of the time that shit's probably not going to work out. Yeah. But when you turn a passion or, you know, that thing into the side hustle, I think that has longevity to it, you know? Yeah, I guess so. It's, it's just not everybody can find. I think I think if you start with a creative outlet, I think if you start and there's so many fucking options for it's that. Hard. I think it's hard to just, if you have like a full-time job in like the old setting, it's hard to be motivated to do that because it also depends on your personal life like are you single or are you still living at your parents house or are you just happy and transitioning to that it's like have you ever actually been depressed or just lazy me yeah um if i hit a lazy spurt it's like your equivalency to depression no no i was gonna say my my i don't even want to say a lazy section because mm -hmm. i like my lazy section is like a week maybe tops yeah you know and then i'm like okay I'm, i feel good now and i'm ready to go back so i i wouldn't say i've ever been a lazy person there yeah. have been like brief times where i've been lazy and i'm like fuck you know but i don't like judge myself for those things uh depression i would say like i've after <laughs> me and um you do something bay <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's too many fucking bays out here cali Cali, bring back bay cali bring bike bay yeah, yeah sure that. cbb that's c triple b cali bring back bay love that cbc triple b's after we were done that was probably the most i mean you were you got you and brandon i remember like i, I was definitely depressed for probably i don't even want to undershoot it i would say probably anywhere from six to ten months or something after that and also i think it's it's not funny but i think it's that was the well, best that thing that's ever happened to me. I think to that was the first you. time your emotions opened up. 100%. Like you had clogged emotion valves that you're like, ow, yeah. ow, this hurts. And you wanted to be like, why does this hurt? That and made me brought, look so deep inside. And it also why. brought things that you never brought up to, to me ever. I don't like, think I knew at the time. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking You're referring to like my dad and stuff. Yeah. Right? Like, and I, I've always envied you because you, you never, you never held that as a crutch. 
like your mom was so strong for you in that sense. So I don't think you ever needed to. Like, yeah, definitely use not it as a positive. That's not like a, a positive yeah. attribute to me. But like, that is I think at that point it, you made it realize like, would he be proud? Would my life be like this with him? Or because it was you, it was the most yeah. pain I think I've ever gone through emotionally, like inside that yeah. I was like, I don't know how to stop this. I don't yeah. know how like what other pe- you know. It's it's just one road hits a brick wall and there's no way around it or over it or under it. So like I had to fucking look inside and be like damn like this is why that happened you know I, I i've said this a few times too just i think like anytime you end a relationship with another person that's the most like eye-opening thing that can happen to you like it's always a positive and it i mean it sucks at the time but yeah. it's always a positive long run because you do you have to look inside like it's there's not many times in your life that you feel that raw like mm-hmm. inside you know and there's like a piece of you that kind of unlocks that like you don't get that look into very often so it's like you, you kind of have to go into there right yeah. you come out with it with a different with a different vision and i came out like way more open and vulnerable as a person i realized like i hadn't i had not been open really with her i had not been open in my past relationships like even with you to a sense and yeah. like my family and shit and from then i was just like i don't want to like live that way you know so that opened me up especially like work-wise to be open and, and more vulnerable and and you know that was i would say 2016 worst. was the shift of this wasn't a one-sided crying friendship <laughs> like I started to get some once tears. I opened it was that summer we'd love to cry we, we had actually went that's to, a lie I we'll tell I. the story so so what Steve's referring to just to give you some context like um actually no fuck it we went down the shore yeah the, Jer- the Jersey Shore is like popping during the holiday weekends during the summer me and this girl had just like broken up probably three days before we it was like Memorial Day weekend yeah it was like the best weekend of the year to go down the shore like We're everybody's like, down Nick, there you shouldn't go raging partying and I was so sad at the time. <laughs> it was literally like three days after we broke up and I knew she was going down yeah. there too and I was like oh maybe I'll see her or something and like, like fix it terrible mindset yeah. like so it's it such a toxic bad. mindset yeah and uh we went down we went out to some bar I left early without you guys. Mm-hmm. I went back to the house. I grabbed a bottle of vodka. I went straight to the beach. Our, our house was probably like a block and a half away from yeah. the beach. I went to the beach. I remember I was fucking sobbing on the beach, like a little fucking little four-year-old girl I was sobbing. The cops rolled up. Was, Let's cut it. It was right there. Okay. The cops come up. Now me. We go out. We're having a good time. I think me and Heather are pretty new in this relationship. Not relatively, new, but yeah, like yeah, relatively like she's not friends with my friends kind of yet except Nick and Nick vanishes. I call him, call him, call him. He doesn't answer. Typically I would think he's with a girl and that's okay. But this time I was like, he's definitely not with a girl because he's so sad. <laughs> and then we get back to the house and we're just hanging. And then I call Nick and I'm just, he finally answers and he answers like stuff. He knows that I don't even think you said something. I'm like, where are you? You're like the beach. Sorry to cut you. Wait, to cut, sorry. I was going to say a joke. It sounded like if uh, Stephen Hawking's, uh, wire was a little unplugged. Yeah. <laughs> I stole that from someone. Did you the the BFFs podcast with Dave Pornoy and that Josh Richards kid? Yeah. Did, you, you know who Noel Miller is? No. He's some YouTube personality or something. Mm-hmm. Like from like a 90 second clip, he said like two of the funniest things I've ever seen on the internet. And I'm like all in on this kid. Really? I'll yeah, I'll show you to him later. But he made a couple of funny ass jokes that like it inserted into there like really well. And I was that thinking about how I sounded. I was like, yeah. I probably sounded uh, like a crazy person. And then at that point, I start freaking out because Nick never cries. And Wait, so hold up. You rolled up on me on the beach. Not or yet. No? Okay, I'm still okay. at the house. Okay. And then you I, got in touch with and me. And like he- Heather, like I totally stopped like caring about Heather. And like she saw that. And like, I think at that point she was like, you hang out with Nick too much. She, yeah. and, but she accepted it later on. But that's yeah. another story for another day. And then it was like a movie. She's like, go get him. And I'm like, <laughs> you sure? She's like, go get 
your man. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, literally, it was yeah, like a movie. So like, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't like rip my shirt. And I like, <laughs> you probably, I, probably like did. You probably showed up with this shirt. A hundred percent. Like, and I remember running down the street. So out of breath. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I, I chain smoke cigs to get faster, <laughs> on, on to get faster. <laughs> and I'm running and I finally get to the pier and there's like no entrance to the beach until like blocks away. I felt like I was, I was drunk. So I see you with two cops. I'm like, this is bad. I'm like, excuse me, officers. And they're like, do you know this kid? I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Unfortunately. And then like, you know how my, I have glass ankles and I cleared the pier and then they were just genuinely concerned with you I, I remember them pulling up they pulled up and they saw me with the bottle of vodka they didn't it was dark so they couldn't like see my face they just thought i was like some fucking hobo sitting there like drinking vodka and having a good time and they pulled up and I, at that time i was crying like really really badly and uh once they saw that they're like they changed from like what are you doing to like are you okay yeah and i was like, like yeah i'm not like causing fucking problems my kid on the beach with a bottle of tito's yeah and waves coming in like, yeah yeah um at, at that point they were like are you okay and i was like yeah i'm good i'm just like you know like something happened nothing serious i just you know can i am i cool to just like hang out here and they're like no not with like the vodka bottle and that's literally from my point of view when you pulled up and you're like let me take my fucking animal my pet away from the beach i had a dump the whole fucking bottle i was so sad that's when we were still like had no money yeah when so, like a 16 dollar bottle yeah, of vodka like, that no. i was like halfway done with yeah. and needed to you be poured out that thing was full and you almost yeah yeah yeah, and then was, we were just both crying on the pier, and people were passing, just looking at us. You know, any pictures there probably is of someone's LG phone. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We sat but, there. That was the first time I think I like cried and talked to you about it. Yeah, I think that was the first time you ever talked about your father. I mean, um, it was the first time I really started thinking about it because yeah. for those of you guys that are listening, my dad passed away when I was like a year old, uh, super super young. So I have no memories of him. He he passed away also super young, like thirty eight years old from a heart attack. And what I started thinking was like. I had been bad with relationships up to that point. I had had trouble opening up and like being myself around people in general, I guess, you know, and some of it, and I don't even know if this is right, but some of it I feel like had to do with the fact that I had never seen my mom and my dad together in like a healthy relationship. So I never Mm -hmm. knew what like really unconditional romantic love looked like. Yeah. I mean, she stayed single your whole life. Like it was, yeah, pretty much like she had dated guys and shit. But like up to that point, I was just like, I didn't, whatever, you know? So I had never seen it. And I guess like, I didn't really know how to translate it into a real relationship for myself. And then that other podcast I sent you the other day, like made some sense too. Right. It was the, uh, Jack's tellers podcast. Mm -hmm. He was interviewing common. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, cause your mom, you know, grew up. It's just crazy to think how that happened. But even though it's a, like a sad part of your life, it, it benefited you tremendously. 100%. And I think at that point too, I mean, I had my demons in a sense of like my parents were so foreign in a sense where I didn't know how to communicate correctly, like my feelings and being like the funny kid also didn't help. And then <laughs> yeah. I would just like take people would make fun of me and I would just like accept it because I was like, Hey, I'm just a goofy kid. Like, and, and then you started shelling it out later on, shelling it out. Yeah. And I think, but I was, you were better at opening up though. I feel like, dude, I maybe it only felt like that to me because I was so bad. <laughs> yeah, and I exactly, and I think that was at the point we thought it was. We were also like twenty one year old yeah. guys that like that don't like look at the rest yeah. of our friends. Yeah. Like, you know, you look at you know, you know who yeah. like I'm referring to. It's just people just don't really open up about things. Especially. And I've never had, I ne- I never I broke up with one girl in high school that wasn't a real relationship, and then I got with Heather. That probably should have broken up with me like three times, and those were. I'm really all, happy you guys never split because I, I didn't need you to feel that no, pain. Yeah, all those. Learn, I think I would have killed myself. I honestly think 
depression what I had. You wouldn't have killed yourself. You would have been wildly depressed and like it would have taken a long time to get you out of it. Yeah. And it, it took up until about like four years, like the first year Heather, me and Heather's relationship was pretty rocky because I just didn't know how to be a good boyfriend. But I didn't realize I'm not a good friend also because I just didn't know like depression is crazy. And I, I remember when I was, cause my dad, he, he like, when he thinks about it, he's like, no one needs therapy. You don't need to talk about it. You just keep it in and then you just figure it out. And then that was my mentality for it's, everything. And it's funny that the world has switched to a point where like him saying that is funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm like, glad it's, yeah. it's gone that way. And he's also changed in the last, he talks about his feelings cause you have Good. to, you yeah. cannot keep that in. It hurts too bad. Tell him Steve too bad. <laughs> Tell him too long. <laughs> Too hard. Yeah. Bigger, and better, faster, stronger. <laughs> I'm happy to say I haven't been depressed in a very long time. And recently, though, I've been getting lazy. And at this point, usually my laziness turns into depression. But this time it's not depression. It's just I am lazy. And I, I keep I feel like to, being lazy and accepting laziness sounds like incredible. It's, it, it sounds I, that, good. I do this so it's, often. It made my back I hurt fl- less I, just thinking about I it right fluctuate. there. More than the stock market with my laziness. Not my like, stock market. My shit only, only goes, goes up. down. <laughs> and then, like, I, I'm like gonna join a gym again and try to be healthy. I, this whole I year, I only, gym I only gained ten pounds. I thought it was gonna be like thirty. Usually, that's what happens to me. I usually go thirty. I, I wouldn't have been weight. able to tell that you gained weight this year, to be honest. And I, I mean, we we haven't we're, we weren't drinking, and it's not like I don't eat healthy or unhealthy. It's just neutral. And I just work, but I can definitely feel this is my laziest. My yesterday, I had a full-on stress stretch session because my body ached, and I'm like, Steve, you don't do anything. That's like you've done that a couple times now. That's yeah, that's what your dad told you to do, right, or whatever. Or no, am I making that up? I remember when we were in the car, you were telling me that you did like full-on stretch. I thought your dad did the full-on stretch. My dad does the stretch lab. He like goes to the lab where they stretch. Oh, it's different. I'm stretching myself. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you went <laughs> like, to like an actual. Because my body's aching for no reason. I'm like, oh, it's here. It's time. But usually the depression hits. It's not hitting, so I'm just lazy. But I've never just been lazy without depression. So I'm like, oh, I have nothing to blame but myself. So what do you do? Exactly. That's why I'm talking to you right now. Oh, shit. What do you want to do? You have any ideas? You know what? I think this podcast will help me in a sense of an outlet. Yeah, you're you also going to fucking edit these for now, huh? Not this one. I didn't bring my yeah, laptop. Not this one of the first fucking seven. You said you gave me a month. I know. So. No, I said I'd give you a month to like learn how to do it, so then you take over. See, not not a month see, to not do any of it. What lazy Steve heard was <laughs> you give me a month, and then you're going to teach me how to edit. No, it's fine. I could do these quickly, but no. I want you to learn how no, to do this. And after. I think that's a good outlet, and I, I realized that. Now the area I live, every gym is too expensive. And if I go to the shitty gyms, it's just like a not a motivating atmosphere. That sounds wildly excuseful. Yeah, but now I'm gonna join a like a boxing gym because I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna spend some dough. You know, just I'll still because. be able to kick your fucking ass, dude. I can't wait to just sock you. <laughs> it probably wouldn't even hurt. <laughs> it's gonna be like glass. But yeah. you just knock me out. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'd be super pumped about that. Fuck that. But as we finished ranting, we were talking about the Logan Paul thing, and he was uh, talking to Mike Tyson. Weird interview, but I loved it. It was weird, but whatever. But one thing I want to ask you was awareness and money always drifts in and out, right? So once you're aware, everything is working, everything's hitting like the marks that you need, but then at some point, money always overtakes for a little bit. So you go in and out of your awareness of how happy you are because money always comes in. Sure. It's not, it's, I, and I think that you could, anybody could 
thinking about that. So it's actually true. I, I don't know if you could focus on one or the other. You can't think about because awareness say, is more like happiness or at yeah. least what you, you cannot be aware and have like, obviously they were saying money can't buy you happiness. Right. But you have to be aware that this is happening. You can't be focused on both. Exactly. But you will always go in and out, but you want to be in more than you want to be out with the money. Like you want to be aware 70% of the time. You need to be baseline yeah. with the money. And the rest of the time I think is well spent on awareness. I think one follows the other. Like I think while you're in the awareness stage, like if you can, if you're really aware while you're in the awareness stage, like once you get back into the money stage, like that shit will hit, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's always been like that. Like I've always talked about like intent behind things. If you have good intent, you work really hard. Like most of the other shit will take care of itself. But money this year brought you fear, brought you out a little bit and money the previous year brought you here. You thought everything was good. Nothing can hurt you. Uh, you know, keep sending me fucking apartments listed in Hoboken. Why Hoboken? So like they all want me to move to New Jersey. You probably get a big ass spot. Oh, that's what he's sending me for the rent that we pay now. Even cheaper. Like the places there are absurd. Are you in, he's like, like almost got me. He's almost got me pretending to entertain it. Mm. So no. Okay. I'm not moving out of the city. I don't think ever in my whole life. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. We're not leaving. We're not fucking leaving. <laughs> but we're leaving this podcast. Not yet. Right now? No, I'm just uh, joking. I was like, damn, was good. we had a good one going. <laughs> uh, yeah, he keeps sending him to me, and I'm like looking at him like, god damn, there's like three massive rooms that are like could be perfect for content. But I also think I could get something still in New York. Honestly, you, I hope they hear this. The only reason they want you to move to Hoboken, too, because then they would like try to stay there for free. Fuck them. That's fine. Fuck them kids. I told them all the no. time. Like anyone could live here all the time. I would never want to. I told Steve McNatt to move in here. I told an animal to pay you me did. like two hundred dollar rent, and he can. And they move won't in here. do it. They won't bite. Dude, they're fucking. They're worthless. Everybody's worthless <laughs> in this company except for you. You guys heard it here. Me first. included in that former part. That. I didn't mean that, by the way. Yeah, for you guys listening. are all nice, but if you, if I was single, I've all, I've actually. If I'm I was gonna, just hold up, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to this conversation. This is a text message that. What does Steve say? I'm from today. Isn't doesn't Steve have to move? Doesn't he have like a time Steve line? like didn't even entertain it. Steve's like Steve's the most actually low key the most flaky person I probably know. Really? Yeah. He, he when always, he's here he's focused and he's really good, but like getting him anywhere is usually very difficult. Hmm. Uh, okay, so Animal sent me, Animal sent me uh, an apartment. An apartment. Why did I'm not saying anything else? Just I, look at it, see its beauty. I said it won't be on the market end of April. Disregarded. I send him back an apartment in the Lower East Side. I said just pay like seven hundred dollars a month and live there with me, and I would pay like the other thirty fucking thousand billion dollars. And he was like, no. He just he just wants to stay in New Jersey. There's oh, also because of gambling shit. Like they're really serious about that. What are they like? Is he making money off that? That's like it's livelihood right now. Dude. I don't know if that's like what. I don't think he likes New York. I don't think any of them like the city. I don't it's a huge how, mistake. The city for is, I feel like, is where he needs to be. Like he's crazy. Do you like the city? You like Manhattan? You know, I I will say this: when you first were moving to the city, I was like, "Fuck," because I used to Brooklyn hate, or Manhattan. Yeah, well, Brooklyn, but it still like was the city and essentially yeah. like ah the travel and everything. But that's because I was I worked at Hackensack that was fifteen yeah. minutes, and before that I worked in Paramus that was fifteen minutes from my house. I drove. Now going, to, I love taking a train. I love walking to work, going here, and it sucks because of COVID. But I feel like Heather was always down to just take the. When it's like when COVID's it? done and it's summer, and yeah. we get to an experience actual like Manhattan yeah. summer and spring together and yeah. shit, like it's gonna be. But that's one. You of know, I hated the city too before I started doing grad school here. 
Like I hated yeah. the city. No, I and remember. And once Kelly moved into Soho, yeah. I like fell in love with it immediately. I remember you saying that. And I was like, I lost my friend. <laughs> That's it. He's gonna make Hello, new cool darkness. Yeah. And then yeah, darkness and depression came, and you just left, and then we cried. I would literally buy a big ass apartment if everyone just wanted to live there. We could just do this shit all day, dude. Heather, when is Heather's? Where's Heather's breaking point? With this? With us. Dude, you don't even like... I don't even think we're like that. You fucking live with her and you just propose to her. It's not like you're here you know, five you nights made, a week or something. You know you made the video. You're here one day a week. You made the video for us and all the, everyone that's watching is like, you and Nick's relationship is so beautiful. I'm like, dude, this is my engagement. <laughs> like, what is? what are you saying? I, I was like wonder. I was like curious whether or not I put too much of us in that. Let me get something for that day. Let me get a dub. Everything was about Heather. Let me yeah, get something about me. She thought we were holding hands in the driving scene, and I couldn't like confirm <laughs> nor deny if we were or not. Confirm we were. Heath. Zam. But also oh, with the video you. you put up of 2020, with all that revenue and all the campers that I'm sending you. Like, not, why? Why? I found some good ones. You okay? Have you opened Here's, them? Have you me, opened them? We need to give people context when we talk about these things. So that's why you're here. Something. Yeah, because you're you're not good at it yet. Something we want to do this summer is take a vacation, maybe cross country or whatever. We want to rent out some kind of camper van, you know, typical fucking movie uh, cross country trip. So Steve's like obsessed with Facebook Marketplace and he's just sending me ignorant things People all day. People hate me on it. And he keeps... All I do is... <laughs> available? Yes, available? Yes or no? <laughs> yeah. Since I put my couches up downstairs, I get 20 of those a day. No one ever wants to fucking buy me. It's probably me. Come with my aliases. <laughs> I have like seven you. accounts. So we're looking on Facebook Marketplace and Steve sending me one and the price listed is like $1,200 and it's sick. And I'm like, it's amazing. And then like you look in the fine print and it's like $16,000. Or a best offer. That's yeah. what OBO means. Yeah, whatever. So I tell him... The budget is like 3000 4000 max. I, I sent you three. You, I've only seen one. And the one I saw, which I knew was going to be the problem immediately, when I say 4K max, it creeps up to 5.5, 6K, 6.5K, because you know you think you'll be able to push me above the budget, but that's not correct because I'm not, not spending, no. spending 8K. Why are you yelling? I'm not spending 8K <laughs> on a two-week fucking vacation. For real, it's going to break down while we're there. We're, Dude, it's probably going to light on fire or something. That's fine. Um, why is that fine? No, it's 6K now or best offer. If I offer four cash right now, they're going to take it. Let me look at them. I, oh. only, I only saw one and I saw it immediately. Two or, van, two or buses. Like a school bus? Yeah. We should get a fucking tractor. What? A tra- tractor trailer? I cannot find one for $4,000. Okay. Like uh, there's only. Oh, okay. Wait. Who's that? <laughs> Why does it matter? I just want to see who, what your girlfriend looks like. <laughs> First of all, you address her as wife. Damn. Correctly. I thought you already had her at a be- like screensaver or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> why this? Oh, you know why this happened? Because you sent it to me, and when I click view product, it fucking crashes for some reason. Why? I forgot that. I don't know. All of them? Yeah. Like literally, look, attachment unavailable, view product. Probably because you're. It's probably because your phone. It's probably because your account's banned. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, probably people red-listed. have blocked me on. Yeah, Facebook so you keep market. sending them to me, and I see five thousand, I see six thousand. I'm like, okay, this that's is- fine. That flirts with it, so I can offer them the cash. Yeah, but like, you, you're literally sending me a short school bus that's painted in gray <laughs> for five thousand dollars. There's a bus. There's a bed in there. Like you know, there's you a ha- TV. You know, you have to keep that at your apartment. No, I'll keep it in Emerson. I'm not letting my mom put that in there. You see how long my driveway is? I can't fit. It's too yes, wide. Have be taking out all the, all the bushes on the left side? We don't want them. We're moving anyway. Ray Lewis. You, you don't move them? 
I think my dad moved right to Florida. Years. Yeah, two years. I feel like it's been two years for five years. It's been yeah. I was about yeah. to say, um, yeah. Like I don't know. We'll figure that out offline. I no, guess. No, what do you mean offline? It's just online. I can't fucking click it right now. It doesn't work. I'm just saying. Cunt. I think. Car- and if you guys are hearing this, wherever you are in the United States, and we'll flirt with Canada and Mexico. Tell us where you're at. Tomorrow, boy. Yo, people are like really try to negotiate with you on Facebook Marketplace, and I just keep giving them a hard sell every time. Because they go down like $400. I'm like, no. Yeah. Dude, no. It's no. It's a buyer's market. No. Look at you with pen. It's a buyer's market. I'm a seller right now. And yeah, I, and you're not selling anything. Sell you're still downstairs. A, they've only been up for like four days. Oh, yeah. What about when it was up on the other website? How long were Apartment they Apartment Deco's different. How long have they been up? Apartment Deco's different because... Uh, Motherfuckers, they, they're stifling on there. <laughs> Fuck them, motherfuckers. I'm done talking about my couches and these fucking school buses you keep saying. Well, I have. I'm, I'm not going to own a school bus right now. But we could. Fuck off. Well, I have nothing else. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the episode for today. If you didn't hate it, please leave us a rating <laughs> or review. We're trying to up our street cred because right now Steve's not a podcaster officially yet. How? You need, you need everyone knows this, you need at least double digit reviews to be a podcaster. You only have one. We have one since we started <laughs> as as a duo. So we need nine more ratings and reviews on how bad Steve is. That's fine. I'm just kidding. You haven't really been that bad. Make me depressed. There we go. The, our it. goal <laughs> with these reviews, make sure. It's some five fu- stars, but make sure you. Like make him depressed. depressed. Okay. We love you. Bye. Right. Can you hear me? What up, player? What's up, player? Player, don't play or hate on me. Where's that from? Bitch. What? You're rattling me right Shout now. Shout out to all my homies in cell block eight. What about seven? Being in jail sucks because you always have to masturbate. Where's this from? <laughs> when a Jewish person comes to jail, all my homies cheer. What is this? Because they will make mincemeat out of his rear. Are you reading this from somewhere? I'm... I don't even know how to read good. <laughs>